Alma Howard. Mary Blair. Alice Davis. Welcome to the eighth episode of the Disney Eight. It's Friday, June twenty second. My name's Justin, and I am joined by my partner in crime with this series, Jason. What's up, man? How you doing? It's good to see you. I'm good. Good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you. I'm uh, I'm really pumped for vacation. I'm like you know a couple days away from heading to Alani, and then uh, heading to Disneyland after that. So I'm kind of in vacation mode already. But uh, yeah, I'm ex- I'm ready to Here's go. Here's the problem with you being in vacation mode: is it's so intoxicating and it's so infectious. That I'm in vacation mode, and I'm not even close to being on vacation. So I have to reel myself back in. Well, Katie got packed today. I still have to pack. I'm going to work on that probably tonight or tomorrow. And uh, But, man, everything's done. Everything's planned. We're good to go. And I already did our check-in for Alani, which you can do up to 10 days before you check in there. So we're, we're ready to roll, man. I'm, I'm, this has been a bucket list trip for me for a long time, you know, heading out to Hawaii, heading to Alani. Katie's always wanted to go, so I'm happy that we're able to experience this. Even if it's only once, you know, maybe we'll go out again someday, but even just the one time I'm going to soak in every minute I have with, uh, with my two girls and just really, really enjoy their time. So yeah, I, I expect a lot of feedback and a lot of pictures and, uh, stories and, and you had a big week too. Cause your little one just turned six. I mean, that's yeah, as man. a dad, anytime your kids grow another year, that's a testament to your mortality. So I get that. So it's been a busy week for you. Yeah, it has been. The past couple of weeks have been busy. And that's, uh, you know, it's one thing about the Disney 8 is, you know, we try to put out as much content as possible. Um, but we do, we're, you know, we're family guys. We have, you know, jobs. We have family come up. We have stuff like that. And, uh, you know, we had to postpone this episode a few times because we were working on something so cool and so huge uh, of having a special guest on. But we just weren't able to make our schedules and their schedules work and uh, really disappointed with that. But, uh, we will make that happen in the future. So uh, as disappointed as we were to not get them on and as disappointed as we were to kind of postpone, you know, with with these extra shows, sometimes it's just inevitable. It's going to have to happen. Uh, but we're here tonight and we are ready to record the eighth and final episode of season one of the Disney eight. And, uh, you know, as we've gone through this series, it's been just an amazing ride of learning about these amazing women and the influence they had not only on Walt Disney, but on society and culture uh, during their time. And, I mean, it's just been uh, my knowledge of not only the company, but of these women has grown leaps and bounds. 
and tonight the matriarch of the whole Disney Corporation. This is it. Yeah, this huge. sums it up right yeah. here. Yeah, we saved. You know, we saved her for last. We saved her because she was the key. You know, she was the key. She only had the key to Walt's heart. But she, uh, let's look behind every great man. There's a better woman. You know what I mean? And uh, she was the one who believed and pushed and you know let him have his time to dream. You know, she, she he would come home with such crazy ideas, and she was the one who let him just be a dreamer and think outside the box and always think that he can push to, uh, to, to strive to, to reach goals and reach things that no one else around him believed. So she always believed in him. And if you haven't got the clue of who we're talking about, we're, of course, talking about Lillian Bounds, better known as Lillian Disney, the wife of Walt Disney. You know, we've talked a lot about the history of Walt. Uh, the Disney Corporation, and Lillian herself. Uh, but let's start back at the beginning here and just give a real quick overview of, of where she came from and who she was. She was born Lillian Marie Bounds in Spalding, Idaho. Her dad was a blacksmith, a federal marshal, and he passed away when she was 17. Now, do you see kind of the common denominator between a lot of these, these women is there was that um, death as a young person that they kind of lost that... Oh, yeah, the figure, the father, the father figure, figure, you know, yeah, the, I mean, just lost the father figure. And so, what, what, you know, you got a. this is a time where the father figure was the bread and butter of the family. And with that, she packed up and they moved. Yeah, you know, she heads to Los Angeles to move uh, in with some family with her older sister that was uh, uh, living there in L.A. And uh, when she arrived, you know, Lillian, the thing about Lillian is. She was a crazy smart woman. She was so smart. And a lot of people never got that side of her because, you know, Walt, of course, his light shone so bright that she didn't care to kind of take a step back and, and you know, be behind him with that. But, uh, you know, she was uh, she went to business college. I mean, she she had an entrepre- entrepreneurial mind, an entrepreneurial spirit. And uh, whenever she moved to L.A., the one thing that was happening with Walt was the Alice series is just beginning to take shape, take form. And, uh, the Disney brothers, they bring on a woman named Kathleen Dollard, uh, on board of the company to help out with the Alice series. And Walt asked Kathleen says, Hey Kathleen, do you know anyone who could maybe come on and help out with this series? We need some help with, uh, with, you know, getting this going. And she said, you know what I do? I know a stenographer who's not doing anything. And Walt says, well, will you ask her if she'll, if she'll come work? And that stenographer was Lillian Bounds. And Lillian uh, says, of course, I'll come work. Kathleen, uh, one of my favorite uh, things, Kathleen actually tells her, and I quote this, I have a job for you, but I'm telling you about it on one condition. Don't marry the boss. And uh, Diane Disney Miller was the one who came out and was always telling that story. And, uh, of course, that just shows the type of man that Walt Disney was and the charisma he had was, uh, you know, he was a lovable, likable guy. But, yeah, she takes the job. And uh, it was within walking distance, for actually, from her house, the, the, the job was. And so she goes, she interviews, she takes the job, and she meets Walt for the first time. And uh, she said she remembered he, uh, he wasn't wearing a suit, but he had on a brown coat, a sweater, a raincoat, and pants. And uh, she was offered the job for $15 a week. $15 a week. Now, at the time, you know, not a lot of money, but it was better than nothing. And uh, she... Uh, went to jo- her, her, her job on that first day, and, and Walt, I think, fell in love with her from the second he saw her. I, I really think this was, a Hollywood, this was a Hollywood love story 
that would last, of course, a lifetime. The one thing we want to do with Lillian is just like tell tell some stories because, like I said, we could we could just hammer you with facts and all that, but we don't want to do that because she she was a storyteller as well. You know, not only a mother but a grandmother, a great grandmother, and uh, she one of one of the the kids' favorite stories to tell about their parents were, you know, when Walt would end in the day and say, "All right, we're done for today. Let's head home." Uh, he would always drive Lillian and Kathleen home. Well, Lillian, like I said, I mean, she lived within walking distance of the studio. And so she would get in the car, Kathleen would get in the car, but Walt would actually drive past her house and drive Kathleen home first just so he could spend more time with Lillian. And uh, that's, you know, the one I think she knew from that moment that she had him, you know? Yeah, we say like, oh, I knew right then he's the one, or I knew right then she's the one. And I think they knew exactly uh, um, that they had found their loves for their life. You know, that it's almost like Walt had that, that it's, we're wrapping up that high school, high school love, first love kind of thing where uh, how obvious was it that he was passing up the first one? Everybody in the car knew. You know what I mean? It was just one of those. That was that time when you weren't so forward but you were you, mm-hmm. you know what i mean it was it was kind of a it's kind of a really a neat story uh because you can almost as you're telling it i can almost feel the the tension you know the the um, yeah yeah you know the uh, oh what is th- the jitters like yeah, the nervousness you know? you know and it's like i can almost feel that when you're telling it like okay um i hope i hope it's you know and you know and and you know that Walt, that was the highlight of his day every day 100% highlight yeah. you know and all day that's i mean that's this is one of those stories where it just it makes Walt who he is, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a great story. I love how they met. I I love everything about that. You know, and there's a lot of things that look. Let, let's let's be honest. Lillian ran the house. You know, she was home with the girls, and uh, Walt always created a wonderland with not only his dreams about animation and the parks and and all that, but he created a wonderland of with his home, and I mean, a great story is when he wants to build a uh, a train in the backyard, you know, a, a miniature sized train that he could ride around on. And Lillian says, "Just don't mess up my flower garden." So Walt had to make sure that he's he's constructing this around her flower gardens to make sure everything's taken care of, and Lillian's happy. I mean, just she always, and that's you know, that's what I take from Lillian is she is the perfect wife. I mean, understanding. I mean, think about this, Jason. When think Walt walks in and Walt says, "I want to make I want to create a theme park." Create a theme park. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not like the two of them hadn't gone through adversity. I mean, you were talking about the loss of Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, you know, and bankruptcy, and Walt and Lillian are both on the train heading back from New York and you know Walt creates Mickey Mouse and and of course Lillian is the one who would speak up and and he said uh Walt said I think I want to name him Mortimer and Lillian said Mortimer you know she hated that name and she said I I like Mickey and so you know it's one of the things that she always she wasn't afraid to speak her mind but she always made sure that he was confident in the fact that she was behind him you know I mean there's a story that she wasn't completely on board with Disneyland, but I think she knew I'm married to a dreamer, and one Walt once Walt had his head on something, 
uh, you know, it wasn't going anywhere else. Well, you know, it's the the ability to dream and implement. And she, the thing is, is she just had faith in him. You know, I, I understand there's the stories with, with Roy and Lillian um, not agreeing with a lot of things that Walt did. But in the end, there was that you're not going to stop this guy from doing what he wants to do, his passion, because he was that passionate about it. Listen, I want to back up just a minute, if that's okay. And I want to yeah, go definitely. back to, um, you know, them dating. I want to go back to that car ride. And, you know, Walt was not interested in any other women at all. And she had no other guys that were pursuing her. And it goes back to where, you know, it was kind of a small environment that they were working in. So it was very conducive to a office relationship. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to fast forward a little bit and um, I want to tell the story about how Walt was ashamed of how he looked, his dress, when he wanted to meet yeah, Lillian's yeah. family. And she was just, I don't care what your clothes look like. You know, I'm, and, and for her to say that, I, I really, it really kind of made me have a, a, a little bit more admiration for the woman herself. She was beyond the material world. She really liked Walt mm-hmm. for who Walt yeah. was. You know, so she, but, but Walt did get that new suit. Her sister Hazel and her husband were, were having a, a small get-together. Walt walked into the room with his new suit, and he had his chest out and his head high, and he was just glowing from it. And Lillian really found that endearing. And um, her family really took the Walt right away. You know, so it was it was so neat how his new suit wasn't required. She didn't require that of him, but yet he wanted to impress her and her family. So he was serious. I mean, this was this is the real deal for him right from the start. You know, and the one thing, look, I think there's one thing we've learned not only through this series, but um, our amazing interview with Jeff Barnes on our last Disney Dads podcast episode is Walt was a man. And, you know, for everyone who's married, there are ups and downs in marriage. You know, there. Are, I don't want to portray Lillian and Walt as, you know, this perfect couple because they had arguments. They had disputes. Uh, I mean, Lillian, like I said, she was Walt's harshest, harshest. She was Walt's harshest critic, which I think actually was the best thing she could do because it pushed him even harder and even further to uh, better his ideas. And, and in 1953, she wrote... I'm I'm the original worry wart about Walt's ideas. He always tries them out on me. Although I may not classify as Walt Disney's best friend, a colorless thing for a wife to be anyway, I'm sure I can be his severest critic. I always look on the dark side. Maybe once in a while I've been right and have saved him from mistakes, but I also remember the time Walt was making his first full-length picture, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and I tried to stop him because I didn't think people would go to see a picture about dwarfs. Uh, you know, and that just shows right there that Although they had disputes about things, he valued her opinion and she valued his. You know, whenever he had a dream and he would go for it, uh, you know, she'd say, maybe I don't agree with you, but I'm going to have your back on this. And I think that's just a a great thing. There's other great stories about how, um, you know, Roy and Walt being brothers, they fought like brothers. I mean, they it would go times that they wouldn't speak to each other for three months, you know, I mean, they, they would do everything through their assistance. And, uh, and what was funny is that their wives would meet and have tea and, you know, uh, in the afternoons and they would just gossip about the, about the boys, you know, what they were, what they were doing, why are they fighting like this and doing all that. So she was always behind the picture, but she also always made sure that Walt was taken care of. And 
I look without Lillian, we don't have all this. We don't have you and I aren't sitting here. We don't get to have this amazing Disney family that we have uh, to you know to talk to and to hang out with and to um, get to know through our amazing Facebook group. Um, she was the driving force behind his vision, even if she disagreed with it sometimes. Sounds like the perfect marriage to me. <laughs> it does. I mean, yeah. isn't that how it is? That's how it should be. I mean, I think, you know, look, you've said this before on shows. Who's my harshest critic? Katie is brutal. My wife. She's brutal. I mean, she is. She has no problem. You know, I want to give everybody kind of a behind the scenes on the Disney dads. And uh, about five months ago or so, uh, we talked about changing our intro music. And uh, Katie goes, are you insane? What are you doing? You know, well, you don't do that, you know, and that's just, she was the one that's just saying, no, you don't, don't, we, I love the music. Don't change the music. And she was right. She was right. You know, and we were going to change it. We had probably a couple hours in the edit room where we were cutting and, and making music. And I'm so glad she did because I love oh, the too. intro. I do. I love it. Yep. Yep. So it's, you know, that, and this, it's hard because Lillian was a private person. As open as Walt was, uh, Lillian was private. So we don't have a ton of information. Every now and then, she would talk to her daughters, you know, and, and they would, they would in later in life, give interviews about, about stuff like that. But, you know, we didn't learn a lot about her until after she had passed. I want, I want people to realize who Lillian was as a woman, you know, separate you know different from walt uh and and i want to i want to leave you with this uh, in an interview with uh, uh writer Catherine green lillian's niece marjorie uh recalled and i quote aunt lily was warm she was gentle she was a real lady always and a very caring person my mother played the guitar and she and aunt lily had two other sisters who also had beautiful voices it was a very musical family they loved harmonizing together uh, very talented without any training. Aunt Lily made me clothes for my dolls. She said, Walt was at our house an awful lot. My mother was an excellent cook, and we never uh, could really decide whether he was there because Aunt Lily or because of my mother's cooking, but I guess it was Aunt Lily. And, uh, I mean, you just, look, she was beloved not only by Walt, but by the entire family. I mean, she she was an absolutely loved woman, and the, you know, you said it at the beginning, the matriarch of the Disney empire. I stated in the beginning of the show when she was born and where, but I didn't really give the detail of that she actually was born on the Nez Perce Indian Reservation. And mm-hmm. later on in life, she donated $100,000 to um, the Nez Perce uh, Indians to help the purchase of tribal uh, artifacts in 1996. You know, if we back up a little bit more to 1987, Lillian gave a huge donation of $50 million to build the Walt Disney Concert Hall that opened in 2003. And it was uh, six years after her death, but that $50 million donation was huge and essential to the to birth of the concert hall. Lillian dies uh, peacefully in her home uh, that she shared with Walt there on Carrollwood Drive on Tuesday, December the 16th, 1997, uh, from a stroke uh, that she had suffered on December the 15th. And ironically, if, if you think about this, Walt had died 31 years earlier uh, in the morning of December the 15th. So 31 years, uh, to, almost to the day, she, she passes after losing Walt. 
And she's survived by one daughter, Diane, who of course goes on to give us such great stories and information and you know history about the, the Disney family, as well as 10 grandchildren and 13 great-grandchildren. You know, when you asked me to be a guest with you and, and a co-host on this Disney 8, I was thrilled. So eight episodes into it, I just want to leave my final thoughts on this Disney 8. And my final quote is Lillian when she was speaking about her marriage to Walt. We shared a wonderful, exciting life, and we loved every minute of it. He was a wonderful husband to me and a wonderful and joyful father and grandfather. These eight women have changed the way I look at the Disney company. It really has been a motivating and inspirational time that I've spent with you, and I want to thank you for coming on this journey with me because whenever I came to you, you know, I know your time is so valuable. And, uh, you know, in this, this show, what people don't understand is this show, although it's shorter than Disney dads and it, it takes a lot more time because of the research and because, you know, but, but I've enjoyed every single minute of it. And I want to thank you, buddy. It's uh, it's been an absolute blast. And this is just season one, you know, we're going to be coming back with season two, you know, in the near future, but I want to leave you with a quote that uh, Roy E. Disney issued uh, following, following her death. And uh, he said, This really is the end of an era for the Disneys. And it's ironic and somehow fitting that it should be at this time of the year. Walt in 1966, my dad in 71, my mother in 84, and now Lily have all gone during 10 days before Christmas. She was a great lady, full of laughter and fun and always prepared to speak the truth, tough and loving at the same time. Once you knew her, you'd never forget her. I always thought of the four of them, Walt and Roy, Lily and Edna, as true pioneers. If life had required them to pull the wagon train across the country, they'd have done it, and done it better than anyone. I'm pretty sure that the four of them are together somewhere now, having a wonderful time. What a great uh, quote to end this season of the Disney 8 on, and to talk about the amazing Lillian Disney. And Jason, I want to thank you again, buddy. And until next time... We'll see you on season two of the Disney. Thank you. This has been YDF Media Productions.